0: Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello, My name is Mark, and once again, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. What is that? What are you going for with that one?
1: Hey, this is how people talk in the South, baby.
0: Okay, and we also <laughs> have Jackie, who is appropriately laughing at Miles.
2: Hey.
0: Hi, Jackie. How it's are you? Me. I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, we are a trio, if you were counting, that, that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the 2012 anime by David Productions. Um, but we are all caught up on that anime. And while we are excited and waiting with bated breath for the part six adaptation to come out, uh, we have been watching other anime, I know. Um, you know. We're we're so infi- infidelis. Infide- mm. I, we're not faithful. Mm, um, unfaithful including uh animes that we like and also animes that our listeners suggest or sponsor through our patreon so this week we will be talking about gunbuster or aim for the top gunbuster or i guess i should say gunbuster mm. those little interstitial yeah you should say that
2: or uh, who are you gonna
0: call no gunbusters no, they don't do that why not I, I am quoting the show. I'm sorry, but that wasn't in the show. <gasps> um, Fine. But before we talk about busting guns and how busting makes us feel good, uh, and
2: bust a move,
0: yeah, we're going to take a stop in our letter Luxion. Huh? how was that? Lux, what does that mean? It's one of the ships in the show, the Luxion. Okay, good. Right, or did I did I fuck that up? Oh, uh, all right. This is the part where we <laughs> read emails sent to us. And by us, I mean Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com.
2: Noriko's Dinner Table. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the character's name.
0: This first email is from Chad. And the subject line is there is no Trigun, only Do Gun. Uh, and this is because we watched mm. Trigun last week, or three episodes of it, rather. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. Unfortunately, this email didn't make it in time for Mark's birthday pick episode with Trigon, so it goes. Trigon is a long time. Happy f- birthday, Mark. Thanks. I'm eighty five. Trigon is a longtime favorite show of mine too, though I believe I've only ever watched the dubbed VHS tapes just a few years before the adult swim run. Johnny Young Bosch has dubbed Vash forever. Mm-hmm. Here are some other JoJo voice connections that I found, along with the ones Mark mentioned before. Millie Senpai Merrill. Has no JoJo connections, but her voice actor has been the voice of Bulma across the entire Dragon Ball media multiverse. Marianne, the marshal in disguise, Vash gets hired to bodyguard in the second episode, shares her voice with the year 2000 OVA, version of Part 3 JoJo Mama Holly Kujo. You can also keep an ear out later in the series and the movie for the voices of the enemy stand user Midler, Old Joseph, George Joestar Sr., Wamuu. Uh, OVA Noriaki Kakyoin, Messina, and even the voice of that weird sculptor stand user Scolippi from Part 5, who had uh, the Rolling Stones stand. I hope everyone is doing well and that the Ma family is enjoying their new accommodations. I've actually got a bunch of cousins out in North Carolina, but it's been over two decades since I've been there to visit them. Anyway, I'll write in again for Gunbuster, which is this episode we'll we'll hear from Chad (laughs) again soon. Thanks, Chad. Hopefully I can find some reasonable way to watch it again since it's been forever since I rented the OVAs on VHS from Blockbuster. Half of the words in that sentence mean nothing to our audience. Mm -hmm. To our little (laughs) baby audience. Our little babies. Mahalo, Chad. (laughs) P.S. One of my favorite Trigon characters is named Gazelle the Peacemaker. He was created for the unreleased Trigon video game and only exists as a really awesome one-sixth-scale action figure by Kyoto. His gimmick gun is a giant revolver that's effectively six times bigger than a normal gun. The giant toy gun is actually the size of a real human sized gun. <laughs> they even had to put an orange safety cap for figures officially sold in the US. He's a cool design and it's a shame he wasn't actually in anything. Here's a pick. And yeah, this is a cool, cool design, kind of like you'd expect in Trigun bondagey looking guy with a giant revolver on his back. That why,
2: why is he carrying that? That's so heavy. You can't move around.
0: Yeah, you didn't see enough Trigun. There's all, all <laughs> the guns are like, but you don't need to do that. Why Aww. don't? That's too big or that's too many. But that's mm. what Trigun's about. It really mm. should just be called like nth gun. Mm. To the nth. But yeah, he does just look infinite, really cool.
2: Infinite guns, gun recursion.
0: And I know that uh, the Trigun guy did do a bunch of video games eventually. Mm. Um, or he wrote a lot of them and he did Blood, blockade battlefront so maybe all those characters have uh, guns popping out of everywhere uh jackie do you want to read the next email yes. that i accidentally started to reply to
2: Uh oh <laughs> <laughs> don't reply to our listeners um just on the pod all right the this email is from uh david and the subject line is first time writer long time listener Hello, my name is David, and I'm writing because you asked for listeners from the South, more specifically North Carolina. So welcome, miles. I'm going I'm gonna apologize in advance for how boring it is here. I can't wait no. <laughs> I can't wait for part six and to be able to watch along with you all like I did with part four. I'm looking forward to get all the reactions to some of the more interesting moments in part six anyway. Sorry for rambling. Your number one southeastern fan, David. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Thank you.
0: It David. wasn't. A, it wasn't a and, long ramble.
1: It wasn't. And thanks, Chad. Visit your cousins and visit me.
0: Yeah, go and to visit uh, David. <laughs> no, don't visit and David. Visitors are not allowed to communicate. No.
2: You can have a. Oh. We can have a podcast uh, meetup in North Carolina.
0: Why can't we just have something in New Jersey where we live?
2: There's like one listener from New Jersey,
0: but we have a house, <laughs> and we—that's <laughs> true. This is this is this is Chateau JJB Pod. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the HQ.
2: All right, that's true. This is where where it all started.
0: Ohana means family, and also in New Jersey, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, this email is from Kenny. Kenny says, had a great time listening to the last episode about Trigun. It was one of the first older anime I watched, and it pretty much showed me, together with Cowboy Bebop, that 90s anime are actually great. I grew up with the 2010-plus anime, so this was a big discovery for me. I really love these sci-fi road trip kind of stories. Other good shows of the genre are Outlaw Star, Gun X Sword, and Cannon Busters. Check it out. BTW, you guys wanted some bad anime, right? Short story about that. (laughs) When I was in my horny teenage years, as opposed to your horny adult years, I watched a lot of anime on a half-legal fan site, and I mean a lot. I noticed that all the ones I really liked had the following three tags on it. Fantasy, harem, and ecchi. Pervy. So I thought, wow, that must be the holy trinity of good anime. I revisited (laughs) some of the shows years later, and what can I say? Everything was total garbage. So, if you want some awful anime, check out Demon King Daimao. High School of the Dead, or Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero. Everything in this direction is just hilariously bad. That's all, guys. Hope you have a great week. Greetings, Kenny.
2: So these are are like horny animes, but not hentai. Yeah. Right? Because they're like harem.
1: Yeah, I
0: think when you see ecchi in like an English-speaking context, that means like lewd. Mm. but like technically in japanese he is just short for hentai Mm. which would just mean erotic which could have nudity but i think in this case it just means like yeah like high school the dead you see like butt shots all the time and stuff Mm -hmm. but no i was was about to say but no hole (laughs) um but (laughs) it's like everyone's technically clothed you know or whatever but um you know you don't see, uh, anyway, I'll probably watch all these, but, uh, we're not, <laughs> but we don't have time to talk about them on the podcast. And, and also Jackie's not allowed.
2: I'll watch it. To
0: watch. All Why right. can't
2: I watch it? All right, fine. How dare you? This is,
0: no, I'm joking about me just watching these alone in the dark. So oh,
2: okay. I'm kidding. I was like, I can watch anything I want. Actually, if you dare me, I will watch it.
0: All right. Jackie's going to do a solo pod about, uh, Demon King Daimao, um, and rate the, uh, the etchy elements no um but that's good yeah and if people have uh other anime that they think is the, the just the worst the biggest piece of shit and we're not talking about like your hot take you mm-hmm. know we don't want you to write in and be like attack on titan's actually overrated and terrible no 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 if you have like something that is just hilariously awful send yeah it to us.
2: like like if there's like a like the room but an anime you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, something that is so bad, it's, like, and ent- it's kind of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because, like, anime is... I could be wrong about this, but I don't know about a lot of independently produced anime. Mm. Like, one of the reasons why The Room is such shit is because it was all independently financed and produced. There and was, it's a
2: lot of ego. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of... It's just, like, one a, guy who's, I
0: mean, certainly ego is present in anime, yeah. but there's, like, enough oversight, and, like, it's gonna go with sponsors and kids you know have to like it mm. so like I wonder if there's anime that just I guess there's probably really terrible hentai but I don't really mm. want to watch that mm. um, so uh, but yeah if there's anime that, that that just makes you go like what the fuck were they thinking mm. um, let us know in spite of everything uh, that I said uh, this email is from Bizarre Buccaneer the OG Bizarre Buccaneer I should say Yay. And the subject line is Trigon Facts Hi, Guns1, 2, and 3. My apologies I didn't write in before the Trigon talk as I wanted to hear what you had to say before doing so. I like that. It's very strategic. (laughs) Let the podcasters make the first move. Yeah. I actually watched half of Trigon and bought the first Tonko Bond during quarantine before getting tied up with Metal Gear Solid Five, so I do know a bit about it. First off, thank you, Mark, for giving what gun Vash's revolver is based off. You're welcome. I was trying to find it online to see pics. Secondly, the deal with the insurance gals is intertwined with the fact the stuff you guys watched is not from the comic at all. Episodes 1 through 5 are all anime only and concern the fact that nobody knows who Vash is, even though he's clearly in the intro and outro. Episode 6 is where Meryl finally realizes who Vash is. He is legally declared, legally, the Hmm. humanoid typhoon. Meryl and Millie follow him to settle insurance claims with any towns he may destroy. That is also the opening of the comic. I guess the Bernardelli Insurance Agency is the only one on Gunsmoke?
1: Keep up! The I think there's r- Geico, too.
0: Oh, right. Geico. We did see the gecko on some of the saloons. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work and looking forward to hear from Southern Miles every week. Bizarre Buccaneers.
1: Southern Miles, better.
0: Frequent flyer miles. That is really interesting. I did not know that episodes one through five are also not in the comic. So it's like... They finished the fucking TV show before Trigun Maximum even started, mm-hmm. and then the first quarter of it, or and they were just like, "Let's do fifth. like
2: some funny, like huh, nobody knows who he is, kind of stuff."
0: Yeah, it's almost like because it sounds like you know, and it's been a long time since I read the Trigun manga. It sounds like it kind of starts in the middle of the action, but but so does the show anyway. You know, so it's like I don't know what they thought they were. Maybe they didn't have enough material. And mm. they were like, "Yeah, let's do episodes one to five, and they didn't want to make any big strokes, big statements about the character.
2: Maybe they wanted to stall until like the comic was further along,
0: yeah, but at that part I at that point, I think it must have been ending or something. I don't know. maybe they were still reading it. <laughs> they were stalling They're <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be funny if uh, there was a a Marshall and she dresses just like him and she's behind a curtain, like it's a fucking game show. And you know what? they were right. It was fun. I liked it. This
2: email is from Chad. Uh, subject line to the Top Gun Buster. Or to the Top Gun Buster. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. Hopefully, I get this in before you all record. If not, oh well. This being the third old school anime for you all in a row was another nostalgic treat for an old timer like me. I last watched Gunbusters back when Blockbuster. And VHS was a thing, and I had no idea why Gynex was important. Here are the JoJo voice connections I found. Main character Noriko shares her voice with Kikyo, the tragic forbidden lover in of Inuyasha from the anime Inuyasha. That's not a JoJo joke. That's not a JoJo connection. Um, <laughs> Coach Ota shares his voice with the 2000 OVA version of the Part Three enemy stand user, Whole Horse stand named Emperor. And also, Vicious from Cowboy. From Cowboy. From Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) My brain just stopped.
0: There wasn't even a line break. I was really (laughs) shocked that you stopped.
2: (laughs) From Cowboy. One san, uh, Kazumi Amano shares her voice with the 2000 OVA version of Jojo Mama Holly Cujo. Hey, she was in my last email. Finally, Commander Tatsumi of the Excellion. Exelion, Excellion shares his voice with part one Hamon master Ton Petit. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Take care. Mahalo, Chad. Uh, P.S. If you can get your vaccine, get your vaccine, please. If you do, then you're invited to come to Hawaii and sing at least one uh, one song of karaoke with me at some future date when you can afford a ticket, hotel, etc. Is Chad inviting all of our listeners to Hawaii?
1: Please
0: do not communicate with other listeners (laughs) of the podcast.
1: Uh, Let's also not get political, Chad.
2: Oh, come on, Miles.
0: (laughs) It would be
1: political if I.
2: Miles is down south now, and all of a sudden the vaccine is a fucking hoax. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) Or the the, super serious
1: about. I feel like they're more serious about wearing masks where I live than they are up there. Like people are like super strict here. Really? We went to the farmer's market, which is outside, and a guy got yelled at for not wearing a mask. And I was
0: like, damn. By like another citizen or someone who worked there?
1: Someone who worked there.
0: Wow. I like it. Good. He was like, you're giving my peppers COVID, you fuck. (laughs) And you know what? He was right. I wouldn't buy those peppers after some guy breathed on them.
2: All right. So the JoJo fan meetup is in Hawaii now.
0: Yeah. Well, my political statement is that just like the vaccine should be provided to all by the government, I also think we should get tickets to Hawaii. Yeah. Everyone. Anyone who only right. had to deal with a lockdown gets to go to Hawaii, and it does not. We It'll we get have like timeshares? No, we have timeshares. We're we, gonna ruin it. We split it up.
2: All the people are gonna ruin it.
0: No, some people can stay on the volcano.
2: Just on it, <laughs> like not
0: inside of it. You know, okay. places where people normally Upon don't go because it. it's too dangerous. Thank you, Miles. Uh, you know, they could stay there. It's not gonna blow up. You know, probably not.
2: All three podcasters in, on this podcast have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So we're
1: vaxxed out. We're maxed out, vaxxed out.
2: We're ready. We're ready. As to of
1: today, I'm actually fully vaccinated.
2: Yay. We're ready to party, everybody. Yeah. So I still got a few days. Get like us.
1: I'm ready to get a haircut.
0: Same. Yes. Same ish.
2: <laughs> haircut
0: same deal my hair is to the floor at this point
2: no all
1: right dang this email is from sunsetty hello again jjb pod team reporting back from hamburg and still loving your podcast as well as your singing and the off topics my question this time is how excited are you for part six considering musical references personally it's hype for me because and another song are in does the reference even count if you like a stand more? Huh? huh? For me, yes. Especially with that one extra confusing stand from Part 7 that Miles—that's uh, smiles with an eye. I. I think he reads the manga. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Should know. P.S. Every time I clone my eyes, I end up feeling so lonely. Please send emergency girlfriend. P.P.S. Here is a spoiler-free Part 7 meme. Hope you get it. Mark disagrees that it's spoiler-free, so we're not looking at it um this email was confusing Uh, i'm
2: excited for some new musical references i may
1: have
0: thrown you off off miles by being like don't look at the meme and this this seems to be perhaps a german speaker
1: i've been to hamburg the airport
2: Mm, i've eaten hamburgers
0: Mm,
1: wait i think i'm wrong about that i think i've been to frankfurt the airport have mm. you been to Hamburg is really far more.
2: I've, e- I've eaten hot dogs as well.
0: <laughs> Aha, have you eaten a Berliner <laughs> ever? Mm. Berliner's a a pastry.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: I have not. I lied. I haven't been to Hamburg. Oof. Sorry. I would love to go to Germany again though. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I
0: am the one who reads the manga by the way. I am Mark. Miles and Jackie do not read the manga. Um, we don't know how to read. Yes. Jackie and Miles should be treasured as JoJo viewers because they do not like leave this podcast and then go look up the fandom and engage in communal (laughs) discussion or anything. They just are like, this is our impression of JoJo. This is what our nerd Mark says on the podcast about JoJo and what people write in about. And then that's it.
2: I think we're all nerds in different ways. Oh, yeah. But not about. But I'm the JoJo nerd. We're not going to. Yeah, you are.
0: Okay.
1: Did I tell you guys I am reading a manga right now?
2: What oh, are you reading?
1: No, you didn't. I'm reading Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh.
2: What is that? Tell me about it.
1: It's the most daddy manga of them all.
2: Aww. It's a
1: really old one. It's like a classic. Uh, it's about a ronin who's traveling around with his three-year-old son and just murdering everyone.
0: I feel like I've heard of this. God damn.
1: It's it's very famous. There's like movies about it, too, and mm. that have been sampled by the Wu-Tang Clan.
2: Oh, is that why you're watching? Oh. Is that why you're reading it?
1: No, I am reading it because of the dad implications. How'd you hear? And it? the murder implications. You
2: just, you just were like, oh yeah, I should read this.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. It's uh, it's from 1970, and there's been six films, I guess, starring the same guy. Four plays, a- and a TV series.
2: We should watch. A- is there an anime? We should watch once Miles is done with it. We can watch the anime, and Miles can tell us all about it. Uh, how it compares to the manga. Oh,
1: if there's an anime.
2: Let's find out. Mark can look it up with his Google fingers.
0: With my <laughs> Google fingers. Well, they said there was a TV series, but yeah, I guess that's just a
2: There's no anime, case. no anime movie?
0: It doesn't look like it. Huh. Hmm. That's crazy. Maybe it's too adult, like it's too seinen and kids would be like, "Boring, I'm not a dad."
1: <laughs> it is pretty adult.
0: Yeah. According to some articles, Darren Aronofsky was trying to get an official Hollywood version of Mm -hmm. Lone Wolf and Cub off the ground, but never really had the rights in the first place. That's a weird line for Wikipedia. He also never had the rights to Perfect Blue. People were like, oh, yeah, he got the rights to Perfect Blue so he could rip off those shots. Now he just ripped off those shots. Mm. But that's fine.
2: He never actually got the rights to Perfect Blue? No. Was that a rumor or something?
0: Uh, I think so. Oh. Yeah. Darren Aronokovsky.
2: Oh, come on. Pretty good. Leave Look, him alone.
0: I love Pi. Requiem for a Dream is very good.
2: I like Black Swan.
0: I think Tree of Life. Was that him? I don't know. That was okay. I like Black Swan. Mother was interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think I liked Mother.
1: I don't know if I did
0: either. Mother is one of those movies where... You just think the movie maker's going to come out at the end and be like, "Hey, everyone, it's a metaphor.
1: It's a metaphor. <laughs> what this means is, <laughs> yeah. You get. By the it. way, are you sure it wasn't Requiem for Drequiem? Mm.
0: What? I don't understand. I'm gonna just mark. Go on. We're
2: just being silly. We're your silly co-hosts. You're the straight man.
0: I just, but I made like a clever pun, and then he did something that made no sense. <laughs> Alright, this is the final email, listeners. We're sorry we're not talking about Gunbuster yet, which, by the way, uh, you know Chad mentioned uh, having to track down Gunbuster. It has not officially been out for release in the United States uh, in a long time. Um, so that being said, you can find it in garbage quality on YouTube. You can find it in uh, better quality on some weirdo streaming site, but I torrented it because in 2011, they released a uh, blu-ray restorations of it and fans have added subtitles to it so we saw it in 1080p it looked great apparently there's something weird though where they like took the black bars off the top and bottom because it originally had that like boxy 16 by 9 look but we're just seeing it in the tv size so there's frame parts we're not supposed to see but it looks good to us i don't know and it's got all these extras but they teach you science Mm -hmm. we're gonna check those out um And yeah, so don't uh, don't feel bad about illegally watching it because they haven't made it uh, legally watchable for us. And, uh, you know, art knows no borders, right? Maybe. Is that a thing? This email is from Justin. Subject line is long time. No righty. Wow, that's fucked up. Hello there. (sighs) (laughs) I'm right handed. How dare you? Hello there, JJB Pod. Hope all is well. I have no idea how I missed that you guys were doing an Ep on Trigon because that's one of my favorites. And I would have loved to have given a bit of my two cents. To be short here, Cash is broken and that show is fun. Oh, Vash, right? That's supposed mm. to say Vash.
2: It's a, it's a corrected, probably a Auto, phone, yeah. phone autocorrect or something or whatever, autocorrect.
0: I thought it was like uh, cash is broken because the double dollars thing and Mm. then they said two cents. I'm confused. On a JoJo related note, I've started learning to play the old arcade game Heritage for the Future. This game is the Wild West and I love it. Are there any JoJo's games that you have all played in the past and really gotten into? Well, gotta go typing this at work while taking a breather. Have a great week. Very respectfully. Justin, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I dream that I'm an insurance claim adjuster in the world of Trigun, dreading every moment of my life waiting for the next humanoid typhoon event. Then I wake up and realize I'm not and get horny. Yay.
1: Aww.
0: Nice. Uh, I still not daily. I used to do it daily but I still play Jojo Pitter-Patter-Pop or Pitter-Patter-Pop um, a lot. It's a mobile game where you match tiles and you unlock characters and it's not a stingy gotcha game. You can unlock new characters pretty easily and it's fun and cute.
2: You also used to play the fighting game um, that was based on the
0: yeah, the same fighting part, game that they're talking three. about, Heritage for the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, uh, I used to play that. I remember in college I bought a used Dreamcast because it was way past that heyday and I bought JoJo's and I played the fuck out of that game alone in a house we rented that had cockroaches.
2: Oh, no. But you guys also played in the game room of at, at college.
0: At Temple. Um, yes. Yeah, we didn't play that much JoJo, though.
2: I saw you guys playing it. Oh, shit. I watched people play
0: it. Oh, i mean exposed. No, I was there. I don't remember this. <laughs> I was
2: there watching people play fighting games. I appreciate
0: you walking with me through life, Jackie, because there are many things I don't recall happening that you're <laughs> like, no, that, that was a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay.
2: I was there. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if it was like the top thing that you played, but um, I mean, the char- this was before I watched any of the anime. The characters were very interesting to me. You know, it stuck out. Um, oh, yeah. I saw an old- It stuck out more than like- I don't know, like any of the, n- n- like, Guilty Gear characters or anything like that, I think.
0: Interesting. Interesting yeah. that you say that. There's a hot take for you. Um, actually, I saw... <laughs> Doesn't Heritage well, I remember-
1: for the Future sound like some Nazi shit?
0: Yeah, it kind of mm. does.
1: <laughs> Stroheim's
0: Adventure! <laughs> Heritage for the Fatherland! Oh, no. Um, Jackie, what were you going to say?
2: I don't know, I was going to say, I was just going to be like, oh, you guys, you also had like Mugen and you played weird custom Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Mugen, I would,
0: I would play the like, the PlayStation exclusive characters that are supposed to only be controlled by the computer. Mm. But I would play Enya and send zombies at people and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some really fun Mugen characters. If you play Mugen, which is a stupid, uh, do-it-yourself fighting game engine. And so you'll sometimes get like, some 12-year-old kid's idea of like this is Goku, and his moves beat up the entire screen and erase your computer <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can find such classics as Omega Tom Hanks. Um and <laughs> Eviler Angel Ryu and stuff. Um that Tom Hanks character is real, by the way. Um yeah, I, I saw an old Bloof tweet from a few years ago, our, our friend Bloof, um, where uh Someone was like, hey, the art for the JoJo fighting game doesn't look like it was drawn by Araki, but it's really good. Who was it? And someone was like, oh, that's definitely Bengus. Bengus was a, a, an artist in the 90s Capcom days. And Bengus themselves, I don't know if, if they're a guy or, or a girl or anything. I don't know their gender. Uh, was like, oh,
1: <laughs> you don't know if they're anything at all. I don't I don't know. <laughs>
0: they could be just mist. Uh, yeah. Just, just a, an element just a floating, floating in the air.
1: Floating cloud.
0: I'm awful. Uh they were just like, Oh yeah, this is so nostalgic. Like, thank you for, you know, noticing it. Thank you for playing the game or something. So mm-hmm. that's nice. So check out works by Bengus. Capcom artist. Bengus. Bengus. Pingus.
2: Are we done with uh, emails?
0: We sure are.
2: Yay. Emails. Thanks you for writing in everybody. And thanks for the new first time writers and the And the old favorites. Yeah. Miles, you can't leave yet.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. The other thing we'll say that's like fan interaction shit is, uh, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash JJB pod, you can support the show. It's really good. And God, uh, uh, he likes it when you, when you do it.
2: Mark, there is no God. What? (laughs) Hang on a second.
0: (laughs) All these video games. Um, (laughs) so, uh. You know, you can just pitch in a dollar and that gets you access to the Patreon feed where Miles posts all of the media that we reference on the show. And I, most of the time, post additional show notes.
2: And I do nothing. (laughs) And the
0: occasional extra feature, like I've been talking about doing this JoJolion breakdown of chapter 106, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I have notes for it, so it will happen. Um, And if you pledge... $15, $15, even just once a month. You can turn it on and then off. Just like beep boop. Just $15. Okay, now I'm done. Uh, we'll watch an anime you tell us to watch. We have a bunch of stuff lined up for May and June. Um, and it's going to be interesting. We're watching some stuff that people have been requesting a long time. And some stuff I've never, ever heard of. including a Like sp- what? Like a sports anime is coming up.
1: Mm. Oh my god.
0: About running miles no uh, way i'm serious i am very no. serious
1: I'm i think so it's excited
0: i think it's recommended to us by the listener who once sent us a spreadsheet of sports animes that they like because we asked about Ooh, it Ooh, baby so
1: miles is excited
0: so there's that um
1: that stuff just gets to me man
0: yeah well i hope we like it too i hope it's not just monotonous running and like bruce springsteen playing in the background. Oh no! That would be pretty cool though. I would like a, a well-done anime with just like dang, 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 dang. Just born to run, blaring as like an anime guy runs.
2: I want like a high school romance, but they're just running the whole time.
0: <laughs> they're just trying to flirt with each other.
2: Yeah, they're like trying to catch up to yeah. <laughs> Like, there's the girl, she always gets first. And then you're like running, like lagging behind. You're like, I'm gonna train to be as good as her. But like, is it also every, a musical? Every scene is, yes. And if, <laughs> Mark, when you think about the girl that you like, it has to be in a song.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't do that. I'm sorry.
2: All right. Sorry.
0: I was just like, hubba, hubba.
2: <laughs> hubba, hubba. that's me. Just like the, the, oh, God.
0: Just the Tex Avery wolf. <laughs> yeah. There is also a middle tier, I did not mention, and that is $3 a month gets you the following reward besides, uh, you know, the satisfaction of a job well done. We will say thank you. Because
2: we do thank you.
0: We do thank you, and we're going to prove it to you we right now. We appreciate you. So now we will say thank you very much to Austin. Chad. Jumbo. Kaden. Bloof. Nope. Fuck. Katie. <laughs> Bloof. Martin, Michael, Mickey, Mr. Jackpots,
2: Robin,
1: Tim, Tyler,
2: Aaron,
1: Lord Zenda, Nick, Omar, and Nocturnal. Yes, thank all of you. Thank you
0: for listening to our smooth unedited back and forth <laughs> relay.
2: Super edited.
0: Uh, what are you talking about? Mm. No cuts. This is all one take. Um, yeah, but anyway, thank you all for supporting the show. Uh, it makes us really happy, and it helps keep us uh, sustainable. Sustainable? No, that makes it sound like we're recycling shit. Uh, this is a we're very not, wasteful. By pot, the yes. way,
1: we're not at all.
0: No, I'm. I'm writing all of my notes on depleted uranium, and I bury it in the yard. After this, Uh-oh. it's terrible for the environment. Everyone's good. It's- Anyone who donates and supports us is a good person.
2: Yes. But also, if you listen to us, you're also a good person. Not we wouldn't
1: take money from a bad person, by the way. We'd give it back.
2: But yes, I agree.
1: If
0: you say, can I keep the part that you don't want? Uh, sure. We get money from a bad person? You I, can take I, that I blood might money. just take it, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's. We just block them from think our about podcast. It. If someone's bad and you have their money. Mm-hmm you can waste their money.
2: We just... Oh, oh no, no. What we do is we take their money and then we donate it to like something nice.
1: Right, right. Like... Uh, so Exxon, you can still sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right.
2: We'll just donate all of it to like a food bank. Want to take a break? Yes. We're on a break.
0: Gunbuster is a 1988 OVA original video anime Meaning not broadcast on TV, uh, sort of mini series, six episodes, by the studio Gainax, and the first uh, anime directed by Hideaki Anno, who also directed Evangelion. Um, mm. it, it is a anime about uh, kids learning to fight in giant uh, mecha suits, giant giant robots. You know. Yeah. You get it real robots familiar
1: uh, ground for him
0: yeah against uh you know alien invaders hmm. and there are maybe parent issues and nationalities represented <laughs> so <laughs> it's the same so uh yeah it's a little bit similar to evangelion certainly so far from what we've seen because we're watching yes. we watched episodes one through three and we will be covering 4, 5, and 6 in a future pod, probably... Two, we will? Yeah. Oh. Probably two weeks from now. So, you know, it is considered by people who who are big fans of Evangelion. Um, they kind of are able to uh, kind of glean from this show the fact that, like, Evangelion was not totally an accident. It was not, like, just happenstance. that These things came together. Here you can see how uh, Anno uses influences from uh what is it spaceship yamato and i don't know if there's any gundam in here but you can see like that that ano's uh themes what he finds valuable in his show are coming through here and then they later do in eva even though eva does get kind of messy and a bit long in the tooth towards the end of the tv run
2: this is like if 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 this is a Mecha anime this is my favorite that i've seen so far like that isn't evangelion
0: right it makes sense so yeah he,
2: I like it because it's it makes like it it's the only one that really makes sense why they're fighting in giant robots cuz like if you're going to be in space you're going to wear a space suit anyway so I feel like it just seems like a natural evolution of a space not natural but like over time an evolution No of a as spa-
0: God wanted <laughs> uh,
2: over time like that's that's how like how you're going to like grow your space suit to eventually just you know become a giant robot It makes sense.
0: Yeah, and they're named officially the um, Uchu Kaiju, which is like space giant monsters. Like a kaiju is what Godzilla is or something. Mm. So yeah, it makes sense to be...
2: But we haven't seen them fight monsters, really.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen it up close or in detail. So, But yeah, it's like they're against giant monsters. They should be in giant suits, which is true of Eva as well, Mm -hmm. right? The angels are big uh, hexagons. and and stuff
2: what if there was an anime where the monsters started out human sized and then they started to grow and so the humans just also started to grow their suits hmm you know
0: but like at first we were like we'll just put a guy on stilts it'll be fine and then that went really badly (laughs) um attack on titan has different sizes but they always just jet around with I their I want to finish that.
2: We should finish it, Mark. Do you want to finish it?
0: I do, but we have so many other things to finish. But if you want to watch Attack on Titan, we can do it.
2: Okay. I was thinking Isn't it about like that. Mad I was, I like Long? like that show.
0: Attack on Titan? It's four seasons. They just finished.
2: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, well,
2: we just need to watch more of it. I want to watch more of it.
0: Okay. Are you the haunted? No, I'm the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, one of the video game series that has Gunbuster characters calls those... Space Monsters, uh, STMC, or Space Terrible Monster Crowd. Mm. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, and so the show is about high school-aged kids who are in space training to fight in these robots, uh, and they're going to battle these aliens, but they're also coming of age and figuring out how to socialize and getting naked.
2: Power Rangers in space!
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of nudity.
2: Yeah, in this a show, horny and,
0: show, and we only saw the first three episodes.
2: <laughs> I like the nude scenes; they're fun. They're like having a good time they, just the, in in the bath.
0: <laughs> they were fun and awkward. It's like definitely fan service, but yeah, it's not like there's some character who's like, oh yeah, they're all so hot. It's just
2: all girls, just like they're just together having fun, having having a good conversation, and yeah, goofing around,
0: happening to be naked. Yeah, we're podcasting in a bath right now. Uh. Mm no we're not
2: that's what we should do now
0: that
1: we're all vaccinated
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> not how this works
2: we just get into one of those uh, what are they called onsen yes
0: we get into an onsen there's still the gender barrier and we throw a microphone what over it
2: what is it, it. called the, the spring is it hot spring yeah yes
0: onsen in Japan's like the place you go that has the hot spring and facilities
2: we should go to that we should go to Japan
0: we've done that and we went there
2: well, I don't want to do that. All
0: again. the Japanese men looked at me weird.
2: Yeah, I don't want to do that again. because
0: so I'm very pale.
2: I'll go to one, but not naked, because it's mad awkward for me as an American. Who Eventually, moved, I like, like you. Knew, knew I anybody.
0: I warmed up to it. Okay. It was weird, but it was fine. I was like, "That's your problem if you don't like my dick." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Who
1: couldn't who couldn't like that dick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, now it's back to sounding like we are in the same bathtub or something. We're not. Um, the listeners don't know. They don't know. But My- They don't know either way. This is a very unromantic setting. where Miles <laughs> is remotely in North Carolina, and we're in a not very decorated room in our house. Um, anyway, the show takes place in, uh, I think, 2023, but I also read 2021 at one point. And yeah, our our hero. Oh, I
1: thought it was it, 2015. Oh no, 2015 is when her dad dies.
0: It's like a flashback thing. Yeah. So again in Eva Parallel there's parent issues, mm. you know. Unlike Shinji, it's not about a deceased mother, but a deceased
2: father. It's not as sad. It's more hopeful and sweet. So far. Yeah, so far.
0: So far. Um And But I don't
2: think it's going to get dark. It doesn't seem like it's going to get dark. You think?
0: It's already getting darker. Is it? It's not nearly as fun in episode three, I don't think. It starts to change.
2: Mm, okay.
0: I mean, like, you know, that kid dies and she's crying and
2: Oh yeah. yeah. That was sad. She
0: just maybe that's not dark to you. Well, but, but I loved it's that style. Like,
2: it's not dark. I don't know. It's not like depressing, like Eva is like,
0: ugh. <laughs> because that's because like Eva at some point, Ano was just super depressed and he was just writing sad shit and everyone was like, I guess we should animate this. <laughs> He's just like sobbing into paper and they're like, uh, all right, this is a TV show. Uh, and it's great, by the way. <laughs> and it's remarkable and unique and I liked it. Um, it's
1: great. So great.
0: It's great. Um... Yeah, our hero is named Noriko, and her dad was a famous admirable, admirable, great mark, was a famous admiral, <laughs> in, uh, and he, but he died in a battle. An
1: admirable admiral.
0: He was an admirable admiral. That might be the title of the show. Uh, and uh, we see at some point a flashback where he saves someone. He gives himself up. There's only space for one person. And he's like, you go.
2: He's like, you're, you're young. You have a whole life ahead of you.
0: You've and got then- a mission.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's the mission. What's all? What's up with that?
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So, should we talk about it uh, episode by episode?
2: I don't know, man. It's a lot. Uh, I'll just go through my notes. Um, but we don't have to go beat by beat. But uh, the intro music is great. What did you all think of the music? Because I love it. It's
0: good. It is great.
2: It's so fun.
0: It's great, and it is one of those things where, despite this feeling very cinematic and kind of like a movie. It's funny that they have to throw to the intro after the beginning, because I think it's in episode three, something kind of dark happens, or one of the other episodes, and then it's like, (laughs) like, it's just happy, peppy. The ending theme also is good. I like the animations of her getting ready in the morning.
2: Breakfast time in the morning. Yeah.
1: All of the music is good.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It turns out any show made before, like, 1999, the music is just straight bangers. It's just banger city. Mm Mm-hmm. Um.
1: We got a... There's a part where, like, there's a training montage, and it's like a blatant chariots of fire ripoff, and I liked it. Um,
0: I'm trying to remember if, if I... I don't remember that, but I'll keep an eye out, because um, okay. I am watching the same episodes every night until we finish.
2: What did you all think of the fucking mech robots doing sit-ups and <laughs> <I>, training? Like
0: <laughs> I wrote... like that's my have... first note, actually. Robots need exercise? Yeah,
2: what's what's up with that?
0: Um...
1: But I guess y- it's to acclimate their bodies to the physical strain because maybe there's some like True. you have to be strong in order to operate these robots.
0: Mm. Yeah, or or maybe it's just so you get used to it. You know, it's like exercises that you get used to the things. But it was funny seeing a robot jog and punch the air, you know, like shadow boxing. It was mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like the robot should have had 80s shorts that are like six inches long on a guy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, when they're doing sit-ups and stuff, you're like, is this to keep the joints oiled and clean or something like, you know, you should start up a car every few weeks if you're not going to mm. drive it just to keep the fluids. So maybe it's like that. But it, yeah, suspiciously looks like it's taking the place for gym class in a school anime. Um, I also, by the way, I have a note here. There's no dub of this OVA, of oh, really? this, this show or whatever you what? want to call it. Yeah, they never dubbed it. They never thought we could handle all these underage boobies.
1: Mm. So it must just like they yeah, they must just never have thought like people would like this beyond its intended target audience. Because there's like no way to watch it in America right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, you would think that after Eva was popular internationally, they would have like raced to go back and do this one, but not really. You know, it did take them a while to um re-release it uh even in japan but they did get it eventually and we still have not and that's why I. where's
1: the criterion collection oh my edition god of this? is
0: that what we're gonna do after this podcast should we just criterion release anime yeah and we'll also so. have those releases where you're kind of like does this really deserve a criterion release? <laughs> you know what movies i'm talking about um you know i won't say that. thank you by the way, this show, I didn't I don't really know much about this person, but it is written by Hiroyuki Yamaga who's like a uh is one of the founding members of Gainax. Oh. He worked on uh stuff with uh Ano like uh Daikon 3 and 4, Wings of Han- Haniyames. Someone help. I don't know. Uh, Evangelion, FLCL, uh, Magical Shopping Arcade
1: abenobashi i don't know daikon 4 is the one where there's the rabbit lady and she's flying around yeah yeah yeah.
0: i love that shit i don't know that i've ever sat and watched it i know it was referenced in flcl
1: but they both have um well not they both daikon 4 definitely has music by electric light orchestra
0: oh cool i saw i i every now and then in my youtube recommendations i see something that says like 4k ai upscaled and i'm like that's fine i'll stop it you don't need to do that I'll just watch a fucking rip of it I don't need AI getting involved hmm. anyway um, so yeah the first episode it feels very much like a school anime you know she's got this big sister character
2: she has her l- little best friend and they are I don't know going on their little adventures <laughs> not really but um, um, they're just like training to you know they're in their first year and the one um, Onesan. Uh, is in her I think last year her fourth year. Yeah,
0: she's her senpai. Yeah. Um, and she uh, um, her intro animation when she comes out and she do they just show her long blue hair? She's so pretty, and she's like super pretty and stuff. I was yeah. like, wow, look at that! These glory shots. Um, they did
2: a good job of making her beautiful.
0: Yeah, and even though I did like Project Aiko, mm-hmm. maybe it has to do with the fact that this was a really good transfer. I just looked at this animation and was like, whoa. Mm. Like, I don't know if it was the difference three years can make or the fact that Gainax was really its own, like, amazing studio. Mm. But I was like, wow, I forgot how amazing 80s anime can look. Um, Again, Eiko has its merits, for sure, and there are some great things on there. Um, They're really mean to Noriko because her her dad is a dead admiral. They're like, Mm -hmm. you only get places because... Well,
2: well, yeah, she got picked for the... the like you know, rare spot to go into space. Yeah, like, it's
0: kind of they're kind of right. There's like ultimately. two spots
2: in the school to go to space. One was gonna go to you know Onesama, who's the senpai, and then you know you. I think they expected it to go to somebody else who. That mean, I think
0: that Mean Girl.
2: Yeah, maybe that Mean Girl. There's a Mean
0: that Girl mean senior. Yeah, who turns out
2: her hair is all fucked up. What's up with her hairline? She's it's like mean- a. It's like a V. <sighs> And her eyes, she looks like an alien. Is she an alien? Is she a fucking space monster?
1: I I think they were just trying being, to make her look mean. Yeah, they She's were like, like a space monster. you're fucking mean.
2: Why is it, you know what? Why is it that ugly people have to be evil?
0: I don't, they're. That's fucked up. Are you saying. Why
2: are all these beautiful people so like nice and sweet and perfect? People. And then the ugly people are like <laughs> just, evil, to, just fucking. Just to clarify,
0: are you talking about anime right now, or you mean in real life? You think ugly people are all mean?
2: <laughs> no, I'm saying in real life, pretty people are mean. No, I'm saying, I'm saying in real life, like anybody could be anything. But in right. anime, it's like kind of tr- teaching you that nice people are pretty and like. All the good-looking people are good people, and then all the bad people are ugly, and so like, stay away from the ugly people, basically, because they're jerks.
0: Yeah, I guess because if you can draw people, you might as well make them hot, the good people that last long, you know?
2: I don't know, man. Just fuck it. Just make everybody hot.
0: They do that, too. I think they do do that as well.
2: (laughs) Or just make some nice, ugly people.
0: I didn't think she was that ugly. I don't know.
2: Oh, my God. She was fucking horrifying to me. Well,
0: I barely remember her because my (laughs) brain had to... Keep reminding me when we watched episode two when we meet the German the the well I guess the Soviet girl that that was not her because she also was like mean looking
2: she did yeah but she was prettier
0: and I was like "Uh, is that her but no (laughs) she doesn't look as weird um but yeah uh it's funny right so again just like an just like an Evangelion this is about like only a few kids are chosen for this project Mm -hmm. uh one of the kids is chosen because of their family ties Mm -hmm. right Shinji's dad runs nerve or something i forget what his position is exactly but Mm -hmm. he's a big shot at nerve uh and in this show uh her dad was a big shot in the army he's dead and now it seems like his friend maybe is the coach who picked her
2: i was wondering if she was picked because like there's a twist or something and she's actually like the reincarnation of her dad or something like that well that would
0: be very uh, (laughs) yeah i know also kind of sort of but i'm
2: like what is so special like because like the fact that she's picked I feel like there's got to be something special about her. It's not really just like potential. Oh, she has potential. Like, what does that mean? You know, like
0: if you if you want me to jump ahead, I'll tell you my prediction. And I mean, I, maybe it's obvious, but I think from the flashback we see of the of the admiral that the guy he rescued is coach. Yeah, and that coach had a promise, a mission to fulfill. That wasn't the mission, mm-hmm. I guess. But I think well, 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 I think I he her. promised the admiral that that he would send his daughter into space, and that's the.
2: Mm, the, um, I feel like there's gotta be something
0: more yeah I, I, yeah I guess there has to be more like the Admiral was also like oh, also I found out she's gonna be amazing in space like yeah. oh, we did test when she was a baby she's fucking space awesome yeah um, it's like Madoka Magica or awesome.
2: something and she has all this potential
0: yeah so <laughs> I don't know then, but all the girls before she even gets picked all the girls are just super mean to her
2: mm-hmm. um, they bully her
0: they bully her they write graffiti on her robot that at first looked like Bukaki on it um, That's what you thought. I did write that. <laughs> it was I am not reading anyone else's notes. You are right. <laughs> um, I'm just
2: you're you're saying it looked like I'm like that is what that is your opinion. <laughs> I don't think it looked like that.
0: The first frame it I don't read Japanese. Okay? So <laughs> I I don't know. Um
2: can I just say real quick? Um they're reading their western horoscopes. They were like, "Oh, what's the hor- horoscope for Virgo?" And I was like, mark pause, and I needed to look up if Japanese people give a shit about western horoscope. And we also had to listen to what they said cuz I was like, did they really like ask like what the horoscope is for like year of the rat or something and like, you know, they just changed it in the yeah, subtitles. We, we listened to the Japanese and we yeah, looked it up and it, it means it Virgo. It means Virgo. Um
0: I don't remember it either.
2: But yeah, apparently it's not very popular um in it's like, it's like one, no, om, it. oh, it's like woman. Why do you say woman?
0: Well, the kanji looks like that, but here, I'll just look it no, up. No, well,
2: how do you say woman, Mark? Ona. Oh, it's oh, it's otomeza.
0: Otomeza? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Isn't Oto, oto something woman?
0: Otome is a way of saying woman, I think, but ona is on, ona is woman. Okay, fine. Oma is my grandmother. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Um, I'm fucking pissed. But yeah, um <laughs> look, take but yeah, the easy, v- dude Virgo Sorry. is like the woman woman constellation. Right. Um and which is what it means in Japanese. But yeah, apparently it's not very popular in Japan, but so I'm wondering if they're not even though her name is Noriko. I wonder if I don't know, maybe it's like an international school or something like that.
0: Or maybe they're signaling in a weird way like this character is a virgin.
2: It's also the future. <laughs> It's also the future. Maybe they care but maybe they Yeah,
1: it gets popular.
2: Yeah, maybe it gets popular. Like it's in the really future.
1: popular now in twenty twenty one horoscopes. Really?
2: In Japan? Yeah.
1: No, huh. in the world. In America.
2: Oh yeah. And well, yeah.
1: <laughs> um
2: it's barely popular among millennials now. Yeah. And like old people. And like my grandma. When I say old people I mean my grandma. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah well it's it, it's in space it seems like we meet later a soviet character with a german name and uh maybe she's western uh berlin or something eastern berlin fuck miles was eastern berlin socialist what is it it's eastern right it was east berlin and east germany east germany right the whole damn thing welcome to learning the about germany pod thing. what's it like anyway um, So it might be that it's sort of like an internationalist future, right? Because we have these different countries represented similar to Evangelion where it's mm-hmm. like, here comes the German child. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow.
2: Oh, and she had red hair.
0: That's right. A- and she's kind of a dick. Hey, a- Yeah. Jung- yes, a- her name, spoiler alert, uh, she's not German though, but she has a German name. Yeah. The Soviet
2: Her name is crazy.
0: Is Jung Freud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like, uh, let's name some top uh, psych- psychologist
0: psychiatrist. Yeah, I guess they're psychologists I don't know if Young is a psychiatrist but whatever there's two German named psychologist names but her robot has the hammer and sickle of the Soviet Union because this was 1988 hmm. this was not after uh, the Soviet Union fell and it was just Russia and assorted friends Um, they were just like
1: they're going to stick around forever man
2: Yeah, in the future they're still here
0: yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, 2015, it'll still be a thing. Um, but, you know, and I read, I tried to find like one or two sort of analyses of the show or breakdowns, you know, because the Wikipedia article is kind of bleh. And there were people that were like, and we, we haven't seen the whole show, we've only seen episodes one through three, but there were people that were like, this feels very Japanocentric. Like, mm. you know, the main character and this important admiral, like, they're all Japanese, the spaceships are named. In Japanese, and I'm kind of like, and someone was breaking down like, someone really like re- read the tea leaves in my opinion about the American guy's name is Smith Lauren. Mm-hmm. He's based on a real life anime fan named Lauren Smith. So they're like, oh. they put the last name first to J- Japanize him to Japaneseize him, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, maybe just in the future people know they're talking to Asian people, they give the family name first, or mm-hmm. maybe this is an anime for. Japanese people to watch, and so they put the last name first. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, I read some people saying this shit is, like, Japanocentric, centric and I didn't really get that vibe. It just feels like mm-hmm. the people who made it are Japanese, and it's a fun, well, it's a fantasy yeah. show, so why not be that your country is the one that does the stuff? Yeah. Right? Yeah. An- of
2: course. Of course.
0: Should anime... I, I know you guys are just hearing, like, this weird second-hand interpretation of yeah. stuff that I'm reporting to you, but... I don't know, what did, you, what did you want them to do in like Evangelion and stuff? Be like, Nerve is headquartered in, you know, well, what are the superpowers? And that's like an anime about a foreign country? No, it's, it's they're in Japan. Write it about Japan.
2: Yeah, there's not that many stories that take where Japan is the center. So you might as well make one and center Japan. Why not?
0: Yeah, why don't you start an anime studio? Yeah. And create breakthrough pieces of media. <laughs> are you talking to me? Well, yeah, this is, we're on a new topic now, and I, so, I want to know why you don't make it. Though, I suppose,
2: I suppose you could argue uh-huh. that most anime probably takes place in and centers Japan. Correct. Probably. But that's anime. Yeah, but that's. But not most media. I mean, you, yeah. For you, sure.
0: You, yes. But you write what you know, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. And it's mostly like.
2: And, you, and for your audience, like the people that are watching. This is, that's right. Are Japanese as well, and they want to be the heroes in their own stories.
0: Correct. And one of the reasons why we like it is because we like to learn about the other country. Yeah. And to the Japanese, anime just and means animation. Because they make animation.
2: good stuff, man. I don't care where it's at. They make good stuff.
0: Yeah. And to them, anime just means anything animated. So to them, Pixar shit is anime, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, why is Toy Story in America? What country has the most toys? The answer may shock you. Click this link. <laughs> um, it's like
2: Finland or something.
0: Yeah, watch it. Denmark, they got all the Legos. <laughs> Um, shout out to Denmark. Each by the one way.
1: counts as a toy. Each individual brick. So, oh, that's yeah. what I yeah. That's what I was getting at. Uh, do you guys like how sexy all the pilots dress?
2: Oh yeah, I think their little little like one piece bikinis <laughs> are cute.
1: They're not one piece bikinis. No,
2: what well, I'm sorry, they they like little ba- cutouts too. One piece bathing suits.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's with the cutouts on the hips. And yeah, it, it's really weird. In, in episode two, I think when they come back after their long journey and they're throwing a party. Everyone's like formally dressed except the lady pilots who have no pants on. They just Mm -hmm. have their one-piece bathing suit with the cutouts.
1: Mm -hmm. I was
0: like, I understand that maybe in this show you're like, that's normal, important pilot wear. But like, you're at a party, you should have pants on. You know, other people were (laughs) wearing suits. They had like tuxedos on. Mm -hmm. Give the girl some pants, you know. Give them some like Adidas track pants. If anything. Uh but yeah, it looked really out of Maybe place. It's really
1: there. hot in space, so like they need to air out their legs.
0: Uh, I guess. I mean in, in Eva they had the, the dummy the dummy plug suits, you know, those like tight ass mm-hmm. nylon or mm-hmm. whatever suits that was like we have to pilot the Evas in this thing. So that made sense. But here it's like also their military uniform. Um Yeah, it feels it takes you out of the little like bit of like where an anime has fan service but you're like well okay that makes sense like you know this takes place in a bath if you really stop and think about it you're like why does this take place in a bath oh so we see boobies yeah but it it does kind of make me stop and think like wait why did the guys draw her in this fucking thing why are they why are all the girls only wearing these stupid things
2: i am just happy that they have like kind of realistic proportions (laughs) you know they don't just have like these giant, exaggerated, like doing boobies, and they just they look like real girls, and they, they have all different body. I mean, they're still like super skinny, but they have like slightly different body types, a little bit. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, the boobs don't make any noise, so that's they
2: good. have different boobie size is really what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So episode one is is just yeah just. Noriko gets picked, and she's like, but I suck ass. Why didn't you pick these other girls? And the coach, who is played by Norio Wakamoto, uh, we uh, you know Chad mentioned that he's been Are you vicious. serious? What? His voice is ridiculous. I-, I don't think his voice matches his appearance at all.
1: Right? I don't know, but it was it, it stood out to me, and I was just like, whoa, that was a choice.
0: Well, that's, Norio Wakamoto always sounds like that think i mean like he he could turn it up and down he's definitely like a little like like stop it don't say that like get in the fucking pilot get in the robot nordico um but he that's just always norio wakamoto you know a director could probably be like hey man take it down a notch or two but you know vicious has that same kind of voice whole horse in Mm -hmm. the ova has that same voice johnny from guilty gear that's just that's norio wakamoto and he's a treasure um, but it, it just, his character looked too young and non-imposing for that voice. Um, but that's just he's me
1: injured. And, he's seen some shit.
0: I guess, but it just felt like too much. I don't know. He just sounds old. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I don't remember if the coach says when she, when he first picks her, like why he picked her or if he's just like, I don't know, get on the spaceship, get on yeah. the space plane. We're going.
2: He's like, he's just kind of like, trust me.
0: Get in loser. We're going spacing. I'm
2: the coach. God damn yeah. it.
0: Um he's very, very strict mm-hmm. as well. Uh yeah, episode two is where we meet the Soviet pilot Jung Freud. Mm-hmm. Someone doesn't know how countries work. Um and yeah, I wrote down she equals Asuka because she's the European mm-hmm. rival girl. Uh it's weird because they're told But to- there's
2: no Ray. Nobody's Rey.
0: Um Yeah.
2: Who right. should I guess is Noriko Shinji, but she's like happy. <laughs>
0: she, no, I don't think she's that well. She, I guess,
2: she's a little sad because her dad is dead or missing or whatever. Yeah, I think he's lost in space.
0: I think he's dead. You think
2: he's dead? I think he's dead. I think he's lost in space. Okay, I think they're gonna find him.
0: Um, I hope they find him and then they find Will Robinson mm. lost in space. They're told nice. to like now that they're in space and training because I guess they're part of. Uh, does it say like what they're part of the space school? Space force. It's like a a thing. Uh, <laughs> that they're like, oh, you have to go out there and orbit the moon and come back. I was like, isn't? I don't know how big moons are, but that sounds to me like a days long thing. Am I wrong? Wouldn't wouldn't it take a long time to orbit a moon?
2: I don't know how fast they are.
1: I guess they could the be trip really to tiny. the moon. Yeah, maybe they're faster in twenty twenty one.
0: I guess. Um, yeah, and then uh, when they're supposed to go out and orbit the moon, what happens instead is that um, both uh, Onesama, um, Ms. Amano, I forget her name, and uh, Noriko get challenged by Jung Freud, who is not, that's not Jung like a like a SoundCloud rapper, like Jung Freud. That's mm-hmm. like Jung with a J. Jung. Jung Freud. Uh, is like, hey, I challenge you all to a battle. Um, This other girl's got your markers, so they think you're traveling around the moon. Fight me, bitches. And they engage in a fight that is very stupid. (laughs) And they break part of the space station in the process. And I'm like, you're going to get caught. That's like your school, and you're just busting part of it up.
2: I think this is the battle, too, where where Noriko is like, oh, I have to follow my instincts. And she kind of lets go of like she turns off her monitors and everything, and she just Fights with her monitors off.
1: Well, I think Jungfrau tells No, that's tells when her, she's fighting that bully at in episode one. Oh, okay. Never right, mind. yeah, and that's like where we
0: rare where we're like the the last time we see her do something right, right? Mm. It's like episode one mm. where you're like, yeah. okay, maybe there's something there, and then episode two and three she just fucks up. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, if she's like Shinji, she's gonna try to leave twice. Am I right? Yeah, she's gonna try to get yeah. out of there. Poor Shinji. Um, it's okay. And so they're fighting, and then they break a wall, and they go into a like uh top secret part of the space fortress, and they find a horrific giant
1: alien corpse.
0: It seems to be uh one of the space kaiju, one of the space terrible monster crowds.
1: It's a little scary. Which is like when they found Adam in the basement of Nerf. That's Nerve. right.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a I quarantined go. ass enemy in the basement. Damn. This guy
1: totally ripped off Eva. Well, he wrote it. Come up with an original idea, bro.
0: No, no, no. It's the same guy. He came up with it later. This is the beginning, kind of. Anyway, they're all yelled at by Coach Ota, and then uh, Amano and uh, Noriko, you know, the partners, they go into the bath, and uh, we see their naked bodies. They are like, one of them's like 15, one of them's 17 or 18, so it's Mm -hmm. it's a little weird. I mean, they're cartoons. Also- I know they're cartoons.
2: Also, everybody's a girl- (laughs) everybody's everybody's a young teenage girl it's like for a while i was like is this show just like teenage girls and like adult men <laughs> what's this all about Because that's what it seemed like it seemed like all it was like the only characters in the show are teenage girls and adult men
0: i don't remember the first episode we, as well but do we see boy students even
1: we oh no we don't no. we do there are boy pilots But they seem to be very segregated.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, either it's a division in the schools, like we were, like we're watching an anime about a girls' space school, Mm -hmm. and there's a boys' space school, or it's like all the men are adult pilots and the women. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they're in a bath together, and they're I don't know what they're talking about, and then Jung Freud, the Soviet, comes in, and she's ass naked. And being extra casual about it. And she's being friendly to the girls. And the girls feel awkward, presumably because this was a girl they were fighting like the day before. Yeah. And also because she is buck-ass naked.
2: Well, they're all naked too. And so are they.
0: Yeah, but maybe they came in in towels and then took them off before getting in the in no, the bath. Where I think she's they're just, just like, strutting her stuff.
2: I think they're just like, who's this bitch? And why is she so like, why? you're not one of us. Like, why are you here?
0: They look like embarrassed though. But I don't know. All right, Maybe I'm nitpicking. Um,
2: Listeners, write in and tell us why you what you think the girls were feeling.
0: And I feel like uh, doesn't she or was it one of the other ones say like, oh, the low gravity makes my boobs lighter. Yeah. One of them says they just talk about their boobs. They animate her like pushing her boobs I, together a few times by accident. Like, okay. I don't yeah. think
2: that that was an unrealistic conversation.
0: You did make a noise when that that line was dropped. As though you were like, oh, that'd be that'd be good.
2: No. Well, when when you're in a, a hot tub, your boobs float. That's true.
0: The so like, uh, like. Ho-
2: but only when the water is hot. Like, if you're in a regular pool, they don't. But in a hot tub, they do.
0: Is this like a hard-boiled egg situation? I
2: don't know what you're talking about.
0: Is it hard-boiled eggs that float or un? <laughs> I forget. What's the deal with the eggs? <laughs> I don't think boobs hard-boiled are like eggs.
1: Eggs. I don't. I don't know.
0: And I feel like I've heard this rumor. It might be a myth that like if your balls float. <laughs> then you are infertile or something. Oh. I feel like I've heard that, but oh, no. that has to be bullshit. But
2: guys would talk about that in a in a bath together, right?
0: No, that's too personal. That's true. No. Really? Well, I would never talk about my balls if floating. If your balls float or not? That's a disgusting personal thing. No, of course I would. <laughs> of course.
2: If you're already in the bath, like staring at each other's boobs, you might as well talk about your boobs. <laughs> They're on your mind.
0: I guess. <laughs> the, the, the things we, you know, the things we can picture... As young boys, mm-hmm. we didn't have any kind of communal bath situation where we could be like, I wonder what the girl's side is like. <laughs> they probably talk about their boobs floating. And then, just, <laughs> and then someone's like, boobs don't float, you fucking dumbass. And then you all just argue despite having no idea what boobs are like. Um,
2: like bags of sand.
0: Bags of You ever, you ever feel a bag of sand? Um, anyway, they all become friends and they're all talking. And then a very funny punchline to that scene is just a bunch of robots go by the window overlooking this bath because it has fully open-ass glass <laughs> windows.
2: Why? In
0: a bath. Makes no sense. And the robots go by and they're like, they have masculine voices blaring out of them. Mm. It's like a heave-ho chant. What made me they're laugh. They're all
1: boy robots. Yeah, they're,
0: so they're all guy pilots. The idea is that they're like suddenly exposed like, ah! But I swear- No, 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 no
1: The robots are boys. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the girls are like, they're sudden, you mean not the pilots.
1: Yeah, the robots are boys. Okay,
0: that's fine. I didn't see their robot balls floating in space. Mm. Um, but it sounds to me like the robots are chanting, Space, force, space, force, space, force. <laughs> like they're just training and they're just pumped to be in the Space Force. But uh, I, that may have just been my imagination. Um there's a lot of fake science in this show. At some point, we do see just like Eva, where where they love to have a control room and people being like, "Oh my god, the Doppler lorenz shift is happening, so therefore we must blah 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 blah." Um, and I don't I think the
1: time shift stuff
0: is the time dilation real?
1: I don't know how realistic it is, but I liked that it was in there because it reminded me of one of my fave movies, Interstellar.
0: Ah, yeah, with Murphy. That's one thing I didn't like about Interstellar is that he's like, Murphy's Law doesn't mean if something can go wrong, it will. It means anything that can happen will. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not what Murphy's Law means. Mm
2: -hmm. It
0: means if something can go wrong, it will, and it will be horrible. can't just rewrite Mm -hmm. stuff, Matthew McConaughey. But it's a good movie. I need to rewatch it.
2: I thought it was okay.
0: We saw it in Austin, Texas. Mm. Um... There is some kind of thing with Doppler and Lorenz, but I can't read this whole article. Are you kidding? It's got this math. Why
2: was one of them called the? Is it Onesa? Oh, Onesama, who's called the Rose Queen? What's that all about? I
0: don't know. I remember them bringing that back up in episode two or three, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I forget why she's called that. Um, maybe they're like making fun of her for being a fancy hoe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: I don't really know why she has that name. And I don't want to keep looking at the fan wiki or else I'll get spoiled. Um, you know, if there's some line where they're like, she later turns into one of the space monsters and she was a space monster the whole time.
1: Uh, uh-huh.
0: um, Oh yeah. I have a note here that I imagine the dialogue in the bath scene should have just been the girls all become friends. Cause they're like, we all have two tits. <laughs> That's them finding common ground. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I remember you said that to me when we were watching,
0: yeah, I thought it, and then I was like, i gotta share this with more people.
2: <laughs> Good job,
0: uh so yeah, and then in uh, in episode two right, uh, is it episode two where they go into the the subspace hyperlight speed tunnel? Yes, yeah, it's like they're gonna go on this expedition, and uh the coach, who isn't just a coach by the way, he has some kind of authority it yeah, seems. I he's, don't, he's I don't not just he like really the
2: like volunteer like teacher who's a part-time coach or whatever
0: (laughs) yeah um he's not like yeah just a retired minor league you know athlete or something um and i think he kind of looks like clark from king of fighters i could be wrong anyway no he does you know he's like oh yeah there's that mission people are going on that's like you know involving uh faster than light travel we should send i don't know if he says they should send both the girls Mm. or if it's just one of them he wants to send because uh you know
2: i think it's noriko and her partner no the
1: yeah the big boss wants to send her partner and the soviet girl mm. because they're like the two best but he subs out the soviet girl for noriko
0: right and i think noriko is like why mhm i think yeah. i think maybe that's where she's like why me not not just in episode 1 um but yes this is her but once I think again her getting her partner
1: picked. objects to it she's like i can't fly with this girl she's a dumbass in
0: yeah. private, yeah. In private, she's like, "Yeah, you should pair me back up with whoever, whatever."
2: I, I like Onesama because in the in episode one, before before Noriko gets picked to go to space, um, Onesama is like, "You know, if you work really hard, like you can do it too. Like, like I believe in you. Like you, you know, you just try really hard and you can do it." And then suddenly it's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this girl's in space? No, we can't do that." And so she goes from saying like you know, if you work hard, you can do, you can do anything to being like, okay, but she's not fucking ready. Like, let's be realistic. Well, yeah, like, she she's, needs, she, she thinks, needs the time to do it.
0: Right. She thinks that she needs time to work hard and yeah. get to the level, but instead they just yeah, you, thrust you, her forward. You
2: don't, you can't just go from like, you know, nothing to, you know, ready for fighting space monsters overnight. That's yeah. dangerous.
0: Um, although I think all of this conversation we're talking about where, uh, Queen Rose Amano is like, I don't want to be your partner anymore. I think that's after the the faster than light. Well, I mission. didn't say
2: anything about not being your partner, but she's Miles she, pro- she Okay. I'm sorry. But she protested from like the beginning. Like oh, episode really? Episode one, two, and three, all
0: three <laughs> times. Get this girl away from me.
2: She, you know, she's not as vocal about it, but she does say something. Like she's she episode one, she talks to coach and she's like, Why are you doing this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why didn't you take this why didn't you take right. this person? Episode two like, we're talking about it now. Um, she's like, why Why are you getting her on this mission? Like, she's not ready. And episode three, she's really just like, no, I'm not going to, you know.
0: I'm not going to be partners with her. Yeah. But yeah, so episode two, they go on this, this faster than light travel thing. And while they're in the faster than light travel tunnel, they find Noriko's dad's ship. Mm-hmm. This guy, I forget the admiral's name, but he's supposed to be dead. And they find it in this tunnel of faster than light travel. And it says like on the side of the ship in Hiragana for some reason, which is weird because I don't think Excelion is a Japanese word, but whatever. And uh, I thought this part was really scary because they talk about how like, hey, every minute that passes here is so much time uh, back on Earth or back at the space station that's orbiting mm-hmm. Earth, I guess. And so time is like very important. They yeah. expect like they're going to be gone for a few hours or an hour and they're going to come back home and it's going to be six months later. Mm-hmm. So it's very scary when Noriko over overcome by, I think, emotion and the mystery of what happened to her father, she just diverts from the mission and just goes to explore the ship.
2: What was the actual mission?
0: I don't know. Okay, I don't remember.
1: There was some... Oh, no, th- it was they a were ship. tracking some... Yeah, there was some ship heading at light speed toward Neptune or something, so I and think, they were going to investigate it. And mm-hmm. I think
0: that is what it is, right? Like, the, I guess this is the ship they were looking for, and it turns out, like, oh, shit, this was my dad's ship. And so she jumps into it and starts looking in that was not like her instructions and the coach is like, don't do not do it. He tells mm-hmm. uh, Amano like, if we're not back in two minutes or whatever, just leave without us, mm-hmm. which is bad, <laughs> which would be really bad. I don't know exactly what could happen, but yeah. it could be bad. Maybe they'll end up on Neptune and starve to death in the ship. I don't know. Um, but Noriko like charges ahead through the ship. It gets to the cockpit where her dad would probably be, but the cockpit is blown apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, it was blown apart uh, as we see at some point in a flashback. So she just you know, goes forward and sees like a destroyed room and just cries for her father. Um, and then the coach finds her, pulls her back in the nick of time and they all go back to the space station and they have their party and they are not allowed to wear pants. Um, (laughs) and it's after that, that Noriko in episode three is like practicing in her gun buster or whatever they're called. I don't think they're all gun busters. And she hears queen. I
2: think they're busters. They're space busters.
0: Busting makes me feel good. Um, And yeah, so I thought it was really scary when she went into the ship because it was like, if she just detours, if she distracts them for five minutes, do they lose like a whole like multiple months? Are they going to come back and there's like gray haired high school kids, Mm. you know, that they don't remember turning into adults? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Episode three is where, yeah, uh, uh, Rose Queen is like, hey, she shouldn't be my partner anymore. It's, you know, she's not ready. She's too young. And coach is like, you say whatever you want, but I'm not changing things.
2: And he's like, I believe you. You two would be the best team, and that's why I put you together.
0: Right. And she's like, well, then I'm not going out in space with her again. And uh, Nordico does a thing that I love because this is bucking a trend, and it it makes sense. But it, I always find it frustrating in movies when this kind of thing happens, where someone overhears a conversation about them mm. and they just walk away. Mm-hmm. I like that she just comes out of the robot and is like, Oh,
2: I think I thought she did it by by accident.
0: Maybe. But I just—I think so too. But yeah. I just like that she, well, because she definitely turns on the microphone by accident when she's frustrated with her notes. She hits mm-hmm. a switch. But when the robot opens and she's just there, and the Rose Queen is like, "Oh, did you hear everything?" It's like, "Okay, good. We don't have to have this dramatic <laughs> irony back and forth where yeah. you know what you said and she doesn't know." Yeah. Um, and she just kind of stands by her opinion. And then uh, while they're in like some warp speed, they go over how. They do this fun ritual, all the students, where they go do a dare. Like a, ooh, I dare you to go in the dark and put your ribbon on a thing in, in the dark part of the ship. Uh, and so um, Nodiko goes to do that. She gets picked and is wandering in the dark. And she's lost and scared. And then suddenly Guile from Street Fighter Two appears. Uh, no, it's, it's a guy named Smith Lauren. He's got wide hair. And uh, he scares her and is like, some warrior you are, you know, getting scared in the dark. And then he's very how, nice. How much
2: older do you think this guile guy is?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Is, is this before like or after? He's supposed his to be the same age, right?
2: Oh, really? I thought I have was no like, idea. Like, I thought she was like 15 and he was like in his 20s.
0: I don't know. We may never know. will tell you how dead. old he is now. He's dead. Mm. He's dead years old. Mm. Um. Yeah, so he's very nice to her in the dark. He's like, uh, give me your, your ribbon, I'll tie it up there for you. He goes up there, and for some reason, Coach is up there shining a flashlight in his face. Oh, that was Coach? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I think I so. And he's just like... What? He punishes them and makes them uh, clean part of the ship outside, and they befriend each other, I think. And so Smith, it, you know, he's just nice to her, and somehow it comes up that he doesn't have a partner either or something, and she's mm-hmm. like... Or he he calls her a solo or something, and she's like, "I'm not a solo. I'm partners with Rose Queen, whatever." And that's before the conversation. And then eventually she, she
2: is like, "I'm solo,"
0: and she's like, "We can be partners." And he's like, "Cool."
2: No, he's the one who suggested being partners.
0: I think I said that.
2: You said, "Oh, well, you'll edit and you'll hear what you said." But
0: wow, you don't even have to fight it. <laughs> um, yeah. So. They're like we'll be partners, and then uh, out of nowhere the bugs attack the big space monster bugs. Mm-hmm. They're bugs. Um, they attack, and they suddenly all have to go into battle, which I thought was weird because I was kind of like, "Well, they're students; shouldn't they stay behind?" But I guess it's all hands on deck or something.
2: They're in the they're That's in space.
0: Right. I, but as as demonstrated, it wasn't enough. So they go out there, and they're in some formation where it's Noriko is up top, and we just see everything from her perspective. And she's freaking out scared because the bugs are gonna come attack.
2: And she has like hardly any training.
0: She has hardly any training. She has no idea what she's doing. And so far she's just like blown a mission because she just was interested in what happened to her dad and ruined everything. Um and then uh Yeah, we hear the voice of Smith come over to the communicator, and he's like, Everything's cool. I'm right, I'm underneath you. Um, just you know, keep an eye out for whatever, whatever. Attack them as they come. She freaks out a few more times and he's like, don't worry. And her like freaking out, her anxiety is like, it's really well done. They like linger on her and show her kind of losing it, which is also, you know, something that they do in Eva a lot is show that this is really scary for these kids. Um, it's not just like a moment of flailing and then all of a sudden, yeah, activate. Look, they're a badass. And what happens is the bugs fly past her. She doesn't really do anything to them. And the next thing you know, Smith is not answering anymore. We don't see his mm-hmm. ship get destroyed or anything. But later on, back on the spaceship, she like visits the guy's dorm and they're all holding some kind of vigil, it looks like, or they're just mourning somebody. And it is implied that Smith died.
2: What if he's not really
0: dead? What if he's in space with her dad? <gasps> I think they're in a space of some kind. They're in a death space. Okay maybe maybe you're right maybe this is like the farm that all dogs go to when they get old
1: (laughs) oh dogs
0: um (laughs) remember dogs (laughs) Uh, and so yeah nordico laments she she feels like partly responsible because she didn't do anything when the bugs were flying past her uh and they move really fast i can't blame her she has no training and
1: they were just blurry
0: yeah they're just like they just they're just like flashes of light and she's holding like a double-sided spear? I don't even know. She says, I couldn't fire a single shot. And I was like, from what? Did you have a gun? <laughs> Look like you had a stick. Uh, she cries uh, into coach's arms when she's like, Smith is dead and I couldn't even fire a shot. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Noriko. And then we don't know if after that he's like, yeah, you did fuck up, mm-hmm. Smith. <laughs> dead of you. Why did Why'd you tell me that?
2: It, first of all, it shouldn't. She should not blame herself. I know she's going to. You know, like I know you would in that situation. Yeah. But like, it's the coach's fucking fault. What is he doing, <laughs> letting her go into space when she has no training? I like, wonder
0: what his justification is going to be.
2: Like, of course, and, and you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't um, Smith, it would have been Ones. Imagine, imagine if you know Onesan went on that mission and ended up getting killed no.
0: imagine if it wasn't a dirty american and it was a valuable japanese person oh my god this show has tainted my vision of of our country (laughs) i think japan's the best oh no oh man i'm ruined anyway it's okay nipponichi (laughs) uh yes the show is
1: good
0: yeah it's good so far
1: i like it it was rather good did you notice the little bits of product placement? There was like Japan Airlines and a Tog Hoyer watch. I did not notice that. Oh, I'm very susceptible to that kind of I thing. noticed a watch. Hmm.
2: I don't remember the brand.
1: Nice.
0: Well, I uh, am immune to advertising, obviously. Oh, good. As you all know. Um... But yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes.
2: Oh, it kind of ends with like, I'm going to train harder. So maybe she's going to, next episode, she'll like focus on like actually getting good um, so that she doesn't kill any more people.
0: Right. It's not like <laughs> Shinji who's just like, I fucking suck. I'm going home, which is more realistic and understandable. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, here it's less of a downer. Like, that like she's oh, like, wait a
2: minute. What the fuck? Like, I wanted to go into space, but wait, realistically, uh, I should not be here. <laughs> yeah,
0: this sucks. But yeah, you don't want to go the rest of your life when you're 15 or whatever. You don't want to have the rest of your life be like, I tried it, and every time they're like, "Grandma was in the space force." You're like, I sucked ass. <laughs> I just got someone killed and I didn't do anything. So it'd be good for her to have a chance to redeem herself. Um, I wonder if like the reason why Coach keeps putting her in stuff. Maybe it'll be a Shinji-ish reason where it's like, look, there's a there's a reason. There's an important reason. There's like a fate kind of reason why you have to be in the cockpit um
2: i wonder i wonder
0: how how parallel it'll it'll run
2: i think so if this smith character is pretty much only there to be her motivation to train that that kind of sucks the one guy character and he well i mean there's other guy characters but like the the one guy pilot character that we get to know is only there for like a second so that um you know to just be her motivation. It's like the opposite of like what usually happens with like the one woman character who's kind of cool and then dies like immediately.
0: Didn't we watch another anime where there was a guy character who's like, "Hey, what's up? My name's Roy. I'm really cool and you <laughs> love me." Oh, fuck, I'm dead.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Like
0: this does happen. Well, oh, I mean there's a character in Eva that that happens to, now that I think about it. Tojo? It's uh no, yeah, no. Tojo no. Eva- Tojo's in and out for the beginning. I'm talking about I don't want to spoil it, you know, but there's a character later in the show who you're like, this character's cool. And they're this kind of relationship that, oh, there they go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know who you mean. But I, I think there's, I feel like we've seen that in a recent anime. I can't remember which
1: one. Mm.
2: Well, I like it. Good music. Yeah, it was cool. Good animation. Fun characters.
0: Good and
2: Good boobs.
0: Yeah. I thought, that, on, I thought on,
2: that's what you were saying with bust. When bust, I thought you were like good busts.
0: Good busts. <laughs> yeah, they did get gun dressed in this show. Mm, this is not good. the show gun dress, but they they did uh, get gun dress. Um. Yeah. So we'll be watching episodes four, five, and six probably two weeks from now. Ooh. Wow. The anime gun dress has terrible ratings. Um. <laughs> there
1: is a, all right. We won't watch
0: it. Uh, damn it. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Depending on the type of show, maybe it'll be another one of my independent research prog- uh, You know, uh-huh.
1: Um
0: Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> next week, room. we will be uh, taking a break from all the busting, and all the guns to talk about a different show. And that show is Run With The Wind, a mm. 2019 anime about uh, runners, I think. Oh, okay. That I hinted at earlier.
2: Is it like Gone With The Wind?
0: unfortunately it's in the same setting <laughs> no it is not <laughs> um, yeah and that is on Crunchyroll and probably VRV and other places I don't know but yeah tune in for that uh, we are at JJBpod on Twitter if you have thoughts about this show or uh, spoiler free JoJo thoughts you can write to JoJo's Pod at gmail dot com and of course think about supporting us on Patreon which is patreon.com slash JJBpod Other than that, folks, you are dismissed. You may now go about your boring dumbass lives. We'll talk to you in a week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.